Hello and welcome to this podcast with Pastor Tony Paolo, recorded live at Restoration Church of Rhode Island. Enjoy today's message. The Prince of Peace, um, overcoming anxious thoughts, and for me, this is really an appropriate uh, uh, part two as we celebrate the season, as we call Christmas, the celebration of Jesus, our Savior. And so there's two scriptures there. Let's go put those scriptures up right now. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, and then Isaiah chapter 9, uh, verse 6. I'll give you an opportunity to turn, or you can refer to the screen. If you need more time, anybody need more time? Raise your hand real quick. Philippians 4, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Get into the word here. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's get right here. 4-7 of Philippians says this, And you will experience God's peace. And what's interesting to me is that they start the, the sentence with and, which remember in school, they told you not to start the sentence with and. Do you remember that? So you never saw, and what we're going to find out in a little bit why they started, why Paul, the apostle Paul, who wrote this while he was in prison, why he started the, the sentence with and. He says, and you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And then Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he, notice everything's capitalized. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and lastly, he will be called Prince of Peace. And I think this message is so uh, apropos for our moment right now in this season that we're in. Um, if you really notice, the world is against anything that God celebrates. The world will not, this is why Jesus says, I, I give you peace, not as the world gives. The world can't take something away it didn't give you. So the circumstances of our life, it's impossible for the circumstances of our lives to rob us of something it did not give us. And so I like to confront what is challenging your peace of mind because the world is competing for your attention right now as we speak. Our current setup does not celebrate peace. And I said this last Thursday. I, at times, I don't know how you feel, but at times I feel like I'm fighting for my peace. You ever feel that way? Just like I'm fighting to maintain just the semblance of sanity, peace of mind. But we learned last week in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, and he will keep you in perfect peace. And I love that because it says, no, I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to put you in peace. I'm not going to give you peace. You already have that. But what I will do is I will give you peace. And not only peace, but perfect peace. And, and it's just come to my understanding in doing the research in the Hebrew in Isaiah 26, Verse 3, I, I looked up that word perfect peace. I mean, why perfect peace? Well, in the Hebrew language, the Hebrew language has this tendency and this habit of overstating things, of exaggerating things. So if we were to literally translate the Hebrew into English, it should really say, I will keep you in peace, peace. Not perfect peace, but the literal translation from Hebrew to English is, I will keep you in peace, peace. Because this is so vitally important. I mean, I pray this all the time. God, I need your peace. 
God's like, dude, you're insulting me. You have Jesus living inside you, man. You got perfect. You got the Prince of Peace living inside you. And I can think about it now when God was making the plan. I mean, God always has a great plan. When Adam and Eve messed up, God was like, got to make a plan. Let's send, I'm going to go down in the form of a, of a human body. I'm going to disguise myself as a man. All right. Um, you ever watched Undercover Boss? The CEO looks at his own company and he says, this is a complete mess. So he puts a wig on, puts a mustache on, changes his clothes, puts glasses on, and he infiltrates his own company to see how he can prove it. So God puts a human skin on in the form of Jesus to infiltrate evil with peace. So as Jesus, Jesus makes, he makes a huge move. I don't know if you ever move from one house to another, but it's pretty stressful. And I know some people who move from one house to another in the state of Rhode Island, and sometimes it's even worse. It's like, ah, just down the street. Super stressful. But Jesus packs his U-Haul truck up, beep, backs it up, beep, beep, into the earth. And the only thing he leaves behind is his powers. But one thing that God says, he says, you know what? Let's call him Wonderful Counselor. Let's call him Mighty God. Let's call him Everlasting Father. But you know what? Let him be known for his peace. In fact, let's call him Prince of Peace. And eventually, he'll be taking up residence inside of you. Let's, let's gather some context here now. Peace is not something I'm fighting for. Because the blood of Jesus has already fought for and paid for every promise, every benefit that is found in his word. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, just simply join your life with mine. He says, take my yoke upon me. Take my burden upon you. For my yoke is easy and my, and my burden is light. So if we live out the broken version of ourselves, then we will experience broken results. So this is it now. Broken peace is often a result of broken processing. It's like, I want to do things my way, but still get the benefit of God's blessing. You ever meet somebody like that? Maybe one or two in your lifetime. They want, and then when they try to do things their way, and then they don't have God's peace, guess what they do? God, give me peace. And God's like, you're making terrible broken decisions. So what you're experiencing is not confusion. What you're experiencing is a result of a broken sin and brokenness. You don't get to have peace and the feeling. I mean, don't get me wrong. Peace is a feeling as well, right? Peace gets you across the bridge. Peace gets you behind the wheel. Peace gets you on the flight and off the flight. Oh, I feel good. I did it. Peace gets you up the tall ladder and back down again. Peace is more than that, though. Peace, shalom, is really a state of mind. Peace is, not, is really an understanding of covenant, of God's, of God's work on your life. And think about everything that drains us, all these side distractions, right? You ever say, okay, this week is going to be a good week. Oh, it's going to be a good week, okay. It's like there's so many, and I'm not even talking about the devil. I'm just talking about life. I'm just talking about us, these things that drain us from attention on God, attention on Jesus. We went to Maine uh, several years back, and we always have, to this day, we have a problem with our minivan, a 2007 Honda Odyssey, which is a great vehicle. Every once in a while, it doesn't start, right? Every once in a while. <laughs> And then, and then we just shut it off and we're like, ah, oh, just, you know, we say things like, oh, just like rub the steering wheel. And then, and then it works. <laughs> like seriously, honestly, we're like, the steering wheel's cold. 
or we'll put it in neutral. And it starts in neutral. And then, okay, we're all good. So we were in Maine, and it wouldn't start. So, you know, uh, if you, if you, you know, we have uh, uh, those chargers. Years ago, they used to call them cigarette lighters, right? People smoke in the car, not me, but some, maybe you. So now you have all these chargers all around the car, all right? So we understand that with five kids, we were like, unplug everything, you know? So we're in Maine, and our car would not start. So we happened to be close to a, uh, one of those shops that the guy comes with his machine, hooks, up to the, hooks it up to the, whatever he hooks it up to, and he says, yeah, this vehicle is known to have a phantom drain. We can't explain why this happens to this vehicle, but you have nothing connected, but this vehicle has a phantom drain. We don't know what it is. Like, I wonder if God were to reveal to us what our phantom drains were. What would they be? Oh, God, give me peace. God's like, <laughs> you got, yeah, Jesus went on the cross for you and you already have peace, so stop praying for peace. What you have to look for is everything that you have connected to your mind and your heart and your spirit. Like, what, what hits you the first 10 seconds of your day when you wake up? What hits you? Those five top things. This is why the first thing I often say is, God, thank you for life. God, thank you for peace. Even before, because let me tell you, there's at that starting line, everything is ready to compete for your attention. So what you got to say is, God, thank you for your peace. And what often robs me of my peace is focusing on things that are not important to Jesus. Like, I think of things, I'm like, I think that's pretty important. And I think of Jesus saying, nah, not important. It might be important to you, but it's not important to me. So I wonder how much of us are involved in these phantom drains where they just drain our energy, drain our battery, drain our attention, drain our allegiance, drain our strength. And then when God, oh, God, help me. It's like we want the feeling of doing the right thing while we're doing the wrong thing. Oh, God, bless me. That's automatically found in like, I wonder how much what I pray for is found by, see, the biggest breakthrough besides the cross is obedience. Jesus said, he said, roll with me, Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, take my burden upon you. Find out what's important to me and make it important to you. This way, we don't have to have the problem of these phantom drains and we can stay on track. Stay on track. Stay on track. You ever go to, uh. Valvoline or Jiffy Lube and have one of those 12-year-olds change your oil? <laughs> Look at them. Hmm, I think this is your oil. <laughs> is this a diesel? This is a Honda. No, <laughs> so, you know, when you drive up to the door, you know, they do this, right? And if they do this, if you're coming at me, right? Uh, Mike, if, if you and I do this, that means go straight, right? And if I do this, that means go uh, for you. It would be your left. And do this, go to your right. And if I do this, that means stop. Correct? Everybody got that? So there's a lady in front of me. Two-story. Yeah, two-story as opposed to sometimes just make stuff up to prove a point. It wasn't me. Some of you thought it was me. It's not me, I promise. I'm, I'm, and the lady in front of me, the guy's going like this. Then he goes. Then he goes. Then he goes, stop. Stop, lady, stop, stop, stop. And so she goes over that little hump and ends up, her front, curve, her front part of the vehicle ends up in the ditch. 
Whose fault is that? Hers. Yeah, the guy. Of course, my wife would say, the guy who didn't properly communicate. Security, can you escort her out? Who's on Usher? Brian. And it wasn't an old lady, an old man. It was a young person. So it's like, God is, God, see, the peace of God will guard your hearts. The peace of God does this. Peace of God says this. Peace of God says, don't do that. Like, I, a lot of our broken peace is a result of our broken processing. And, and, and then I want to do things my own way, and then I lose my peace, and I use phrases like, I lost my peace, and then God's like, you didn't lose anything. The Prince of Peace lives inside of you. But what's happening is we make decisions that don't champion covenant. So peace is God's way, God's ways, God's plan for your life with a big, heavy blanket coming on your life. And, and God, his understanding of his ways now. He doesn't, God never gets nervous. God doesn't worry. So he says, hey, I want you to be more like Jesus. So I'm going to give you my peace. The prince of peace is going to live inside of you. Now, the Bible tells us when we read throughout the Old Testament how it's so natural for even creation to worship God. The mountains and the hills, they say the trees of the field clap their hands. The mountains and the hills worship God. I mean, I, I mean, and they're inanimate objects. Our problem is that we're alive, right? We're, and the problem with a living sacrifice is when things get too difficult, we crawl off the altar. So as living human beings, I mean, mountains worship God. Have you ever seen a mountain have a panic attack? You're like, hmm. Actually, no, I have not seen a mountain. They don't, they don't worry about a thing. Why? Because they, 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 the, the stars, the galaxies... We, the first thing in our, I want you to think about it now. The first 10 seconds of your day, 20 seconds of your day, what kind of cycle are you beginning? What kind of process is, is being initiated in your mind and, and in your spirit? You got to see peace is a person. A person. It's not a feeling or an emotion. It's a person that you connect with. Now, Luke chapter 2 verse 14 says it this way. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Two of my favorite words in this is peace and favor. Favor is living out his design, his purpose, and his plan. Now, when you get to live out his plan, his purpose, and his, and his desires for your life, you get his benefits. What are his benefits? Peace and rest. And we want to live under our umbrella, but get the benefits of living under his umbrella. Think about it now. If, if, for those of you who are here today, and you're saying, I'm just struggling. I lost my peace. I, is it really like Jesus says, you know what? I'm so done with you. I have had it up to here. I'm moving out. You don't keep the place clean. <laughs> no, that's not what Jesus does. His mercy and his grace. Oftentimes we lose our peace when we get to focus, when we begin to focus on things that are not important to him. Peace has more to do with the power of covenant than your circumstances. He will keep you in perfect peace. He will keep you. He will maintain you in peace, peace, when your mind is focused on him. So maybe you have a phantom drain. Maybe it is something that's connected to you or you're connected to something. Or maybe it's a someone. 
Don't look now, they're there. Or maybe God's like the Holy Spirit saying, hey, stay on track. Good job. And he says, a little to your left. And when God, creator God says a little to your left, and you go a little to your right, that's, not, that's never a good thing. <laughs> you ever meet somebody who says, you have difficulty following instructions. <laughs> it hit Angelo just now. <laughs> so you know somebody, Angelo? <laughs> the biggest breakthrough now, besides the cross, is obedience. Because this is what happens with obedience, right? Obedience initiates things that prayer never will. And I'm going to say it this way. We pray for things. If you're praying for blessing and living in disobedience, God's not saying, you're doing a good job. You're believing for me. You're living in faith. You're living, I'm going to bless you for living in sin. That's not the way covenant works. I mean, he allows you to experience his grace. Everybody's a recipient of his grace. Not everyone's a recipient of his favor. Now, Luke 2 says, peace and rest and favor upon those who live on this earth. That is God's plan for your life. God's plan for your life is to walk in peace. And when you talk to people who are walking through crisis, you're saying to them, man, why aren't you panicking? And they go, because my peace is greater than my panic. And what's fueling me is things that are aligned with peace. And when you have peace, you, you, you release the right to understand everything. See, peace, the peace that passes all understanding doesn't mean, mean you understand everything. It's something that's experienced. It's something that it's experienced in the, in, the, in the platform, in the laboratory of life. So the laboratory of life, which I would call the supernatural, I would call miracles, you get to experience things that you've read about. That's peace. Experience. Experiment. Life is one big experiment to make you more like Jesus. So everything that's happening in your life right now, if God's not involved in it, and we celebrate those things in your life that God's not involved in it, then what we're doing is elevating panic and reducing the power of peace in our lives. So God's peace on your life is God's... My kids have been asking for weighted blankets. Does anybody have a weighted blanket here? <laughs> eh, no, it's way too heavy. I'm like, I feel like I'm suffocating. <laughs> so weighted blankets, you know, 10, 20, 30, they have 50 pounds. You're like, <gasps> it's like God's weighted blanket of peace. And what he's saying is like, I want you to say, this is what Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. He said, I want you to understand like I understand. I want you to think like I think. I want you to process like I process. As the undercover boss, he moves from heaven to earth to release his ways on this earth so we could understand it. Now, wh why would, again, Philippians 4, 7 begin with the word and? And you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we could understand. Why would, because we look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 in the Passion Translation, and it says this, don't be pulled in different directions. Pastor Tony, I feel like I'm getting pulled in different directions. Paul says don't be pulled in different directions. Or worried about a thing. Don't worry About, oh, you can go that way too. About a thing. Every little thing. 
going to be awesome. Or if you want to do that, don't worry. Be happy. You could do that too. <laughs> Paul says, see, stuff like this I don't really like because Paul is giving this as a command, not as a suggestion. So if it was a suggestion, we would say, well, Paul doesn't understand my life. Well, Paul doesn't have an understand your life because he's writing this from prison. Saying, don't worry about a thing. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him. I love this. Sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm telling God everything. God doesn't care. He does. Tell Him about every detail in your life. Every, all the pains in the earth. I love the book of Psalms because the book of Psalms talks about how God bottles up our tears. Did you know that? That's in the Bible. He bottles up your tears. And I remember in, in Bible college, Susie, the professor, professor I had says, well, that's really speaking metaphorically. I'd like to think about it literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Lady Sarah, these are your tears on this shelf. And I've labeled them. Valeria, these are your tears. And yeah, I believe, right? And maybe for some of you, he's got a big five-gallon bucket. These are your tears. Yeah, we had to reserve a whole room for your tears. And maybe for some of you men, because you're macho tough, it's empty. He's got a lot of tears. He bottles up. He, he wants to know every detail of your life. So when we present our request, which is also in that context, we present our request and make it known to God. Now, presenting is not pre- just giving them to him. Presenting him is really a faith of presence of saying, God, this is my gift to you because I don't want it. And when we present these gifts, what it is is an affirmation and a confirmation of the power of the cross in our lives. What types of devices do you have hooked up to your vehicle was the question. What types of ISIS? Everything. He says, well, from now on, when you shut your vehicle off, you got to make sure nothing's plugged in. I'm like, we stopped doing that a long time ago. The mysterious aspect of life. How in the world can so many things hook up to our minds and drain us unbeknownst and affect our relationship with Jesus and affect our faith and affect your passion and affect your desires for to to be with each other affect your desire for Christ he will keep you in perfect peace which transcends all understanding and and it says and you will experience the peace of God the Bible describes peace in three different aspects now it talks about the peace that's from God and Paul continually uses this as every time he would introduce himself in his letters that he would write he would write about the peace that comes from God now think about it in this way creator God is giving you a gift and the gift of peace how in the world can we allow anything or anyone or any circumstance rob us of something that creator God has given us Creator God, this peace comes from God. The peace is also with God, which describes a relationship that we enter with God through the finished work of Christ. So we're in right standing with God. So maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today and you feel like, you know what, I'm not, I feel like, I feel guilty, I feel ashamed, I feel unworthy. I feel like God is angry at me. All all of those things are not possible if you are in Christ. If you are in Christ, you have peace with God. Your your eternal stance affects your physical composure right now. 
It's like the way I live, the way I, I walk, in him I live, I move, and I have my being. And there's nothing that's going to rob me of my joy. There's nothing that's going to rob me of my peace. So there's peace from God, peace with God, and then the peace of God, which Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 speaks of. Living by faith means we give up the right to understand everything. This peace is beyond my comprehension. I don't get it. Like right now, actually, Pastor Tony, I should be panicking. But because I have peace from God, peace with God, and the peace of God, I feel like his peace is, deter- is really affecting my pace. I feel like my understanding of covenant is overriding my feeling to really panic in the midst of my circumstances. There is no phantom drain going on here. There's nothing going on here but the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So right now, you have, at this given moment, right now, every single one of us, you have outside influences looking to infiltrate your heart. Right now as we speak, as soon as you go to work tomorrow morning, it's like, man, I was doing good until I had to go to work to Monday morning, Pastor Tony. Feeling really godly and really spiritual. Well, I think, I think that the, the whole aspect of that is we, we tend to fall over. We tend to fall over too quickly. And we, we fight battles. We fight wars. And we fight these battles like Jesus didn't win. So when we fight and when we live, and the Bible says in the book of Acts, we live, we move, and we have our being. We do so under the power of the cross. This is so vitally important that we, that we get this now. You have outside influences. Peace keeps. Peace guards. And it prevents phantom drains. And then, and then in verse 8, finally, he says, and finally, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Chapter 4, verse 8. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, and what is admirable? Now, I wonder if, if just for like a week, we said everybody's going to have a spirit of love in the whole world. If we just practice the traits of Christ. So Paul says, in the peace of God, will pass all and stand, will guard your hearts and minds. Oh, he says all of these things. In the context, he says, one final thing, brothers and sisters. Fix your thoughts. This is what you do. First 10 seconds of your day. Put your hand over your heart. Put your hand over your mind. Fix your thoughts on what is right. Fix your thought on what is true. Fix your thoughts on what is honorable, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think about these things. They are excellent and they are worthy of praise. We want to have our own list of crazy madness, nonsense, crisis, chaos to think on these things, but yet we want God's peace. Paul says, you want God's peace? He will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. But one last thing, think on these things. Some of you want to think about how you want to get even with that person. And still want peace. Some of you, um, I will never forgive him. And still want peace. See, if Jesus forgave, if Jesus forgave you and you won't forgive him, who, who do you think you are? You want peace, but the way you act on driving while down Mineral Spring, 
Those two supposed to match. I hope I never see a YouTube video of you in a Walmart on Black Friday fighting for a flat screen TV. The kids are like, Dad, Dad, come with us. Old Navy has flip-flops for 99 cents. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'll buy them at regular price for five bucks. I said, if they have a 70s flat screen TV for 199, let me know and I'll get that. Peace. The Savior determines your swagger. How is it that some people can look at you and go, wow, how does that person have so much? That's your testimony, actually. When you go to work tomorrow morning, you're allowing work to affect you. You're supposed to affect your work. You have creator God that backed his U-Haul truck into your heart and moved his stuff in. He lives inside of you. And we're allowing work to stretch. Absolutely not. God created God, the creator of heaven and earth. He, he downsized an ocean inside of a cup is what he did. And we're saying, I lost my peace. I need to get it back. If I could just get my raise, if I could just get a better job, if I could just get a better place, if I could just have a better house, a better home, a better car, uh, if I could just have this. We always try to align our peace with our circumstances. But how is it that we can go to a third world country and, and find out that these people have more joy than the typical person here? I will keep you and peace peace whose mind is stayed on you passes all understanding is going to guard my heart so the first five seconds because to me i don't know it's it's quick in the morning when my mind starts to race and my mind just kind of goes out of control thinking about all the crazy things that are out there so before that happens i go god thank you for peace thank you for peace in my mind thank you for peace in my heart god thank you that i belong to you father I thank you, Lord, because peace keeps, peace guards, peace maintains, Lord. And as I keep covenant, covenant will keep me, Father. As I begin to understand who you are in my life, oh God, I know that in him, in you, I live and move and have my being. Help me to think on things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and trustworthy and excellent, Father. These things, Lord, I will not allow outside influences, oh Father, to infiltrate my heart it won't happen no phantom drains nope every once in a while we'll get a recall for our minivan and the guy comes yeah it's free we'll just hook up a little this there we'll just you know a little this that that and I'm like I don't know go ahead I don't want to know just recall it do the work maybe God wants to recall you because you're constantly drained you can't start trying to get going Jesus Paul said think on these things you're thinking on other things if you're not thinking on things that are important to Christ you're going to have a phantom dream even if it's important oh no it's important and the only person that told you that it was important was you <laughs> everybody else is saying stop so if you're thinking on things that are not Christ connected and you find yourself all your energy robbed all your energy taken I need I just need peace I need peace 
I just need people. Maybe you just need to get into the Word, get a nap, get a cup of coffee. And that's, maybe that's your breakthrough. Maybe your breakthrough is a nap. Yeah. Praise God. Maybe your breakthrough is a nap and getting into the Word and getting convicted and say, God, change me from the inside out. Yeah, Lord, I do have a phantom dream in me. Yeah, I keep getting off track. You keep saying this way and I go that way. You say go this way and I go that way, God. Forgive me. I want to get back on track. I, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to end up in the ditch again. I don't want to. I don't want to. As we sing this song, in closing, I want the Holy Spirit to convict you. What if God were to show you? Yeah, you got some phantom drains. These are it. Maybe you know. But you've convinced yourself that's important. And God's like, Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.